Will I be scarred? she asked, nervously. Goosefeather shook his head. The fur on your nose is just singed, he reassured her. It'll grow back in a moon. Then why were his eyes glittering with worry? Maybe I'm imagining it. Suddenly, Goosefeather leaned closer. Like fire, you will blaze through the forest, he hissed. What? Bluepaw flinched away. Had he gone mad? The burning branch was a sign from Star Clan. His eyes glittered. You are fire, Bluepaw, and you will blaze through the forest. Alarmed, Bluepaw backed away. What was he talking about? But beware! She stiffened. Even the most powerful flames can be destroyed by water. What, are, what do you mean? I'm telling you what the burning branch meant, he growled. Grant, and you're listening to Four Trees, a Warrior Cats community podcast. I'm here today uh, with Silverleaf, the Lizard Wizard, uh, who is talking about Blue Star's prophecy with me. Have you ever read this book, my dude? I have actually read this book, both like over the past couple days, and I actually read it uh, years ago, back closer to when it first came out. All right, that makes sense. I have a, a similar history, I would say. How do you feel about this book now, having like read it as a grown-up human being? Oh boy, does this go a lot harder on the uh, ironic comeuppance than I thought when I was a child. Oh, um it also has a lot of punishment for having kids, which is a theme that I noticed over, like, the entire book. I mean, how do you feel about that, personally? Do you want to be punished for having kids? I don't want to have kids in general, mm-hmm. but, like, it seems like a very mixed message because all of the cats are constantly, like, especially when Bluefur is, like, an adult, mm-hmm. they're constantly talking about how, um, oh, yeah, it's not quite your duty, but also kind of your duty to have kids and that you're missing out if you have kids, which is certainly rhetoric I've heard a lot in my lifetime. Then every single, like, mother that we see just about is punished for having children. It is very sad, like, to see this warrior cat's misogyny (laughs) take place, isn't it? (laughs) Like, it's really depressing. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with finding fulfillment and having children, but, like, so many of them die. They either die or their kids die. All right, before we get into the the sad parts about this book, do you want to talk a little bit about what you do and uh, your history with these books? Like, what I do and what my interests are? (laughs) There's got to be a better way for me to phrase that as a human being. I'm sorry, I'm very new to this whole thing. All right, tell me about who you are and what... Is your interesting, right? So, I don't know if that's a better way to phrase okay, it, but I'll figure it out. I'll, I, I, I understand the question. Now. All right. Um, so I am uh, currently studying environmental biology. I have a specific interest in um, ecology, especially um, plant level community ecology and uh, soil science. 
And how, uh, how did the Warrior Cats books get you into that uh, realm? Because that's really what we're all about exploring here on Forge As a kid, I was very interested in like all of the medicine cat information because they go through a lot of herbs and it's implied to be even more than are specifically said. And so I was very interested in like, okay, where do these herbs grow? How do they, um, not quite the medicine of it, but the uh how they would get all of these herbs and like the proper amounts to treat cats and stuff like that yeah stuff that they they don't really talk about in the book that makes yeah unfortunately (laughs) we'll figure it out they they do like kind of give us breadcrumbs throughout the entire thing i have been keeping a running tally for you as we've been going through uh the first six books about these and i'm sure you have opinions (laughs) I'm in fact certain that you have opinions. I'm excited for your opinions. Do you want to get into the book now? Sure, let's get into the book. All right, so Blue Star's prophecy begins with this beautiful moment where we're reliving the moment of Blue Star's death from like her perspective, post-arc, where she's this reinvigorated clan leader who has made peace with her fate and slides away into the darkness. And then immediately afterwards, we get this like really great tonal whiplash where she's a, a kitten, uh, with, you know, that, that Bayardo tier level of sentience that all the kittens seem to have, where they're just, like, walking around, you know, already knowing stuff and, and things. It's, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about that whenever you, you get, like... This is the first time, I guess, we've seen the perspective of a cat that's, like, straight up a kitten and not, like, an mm-hmm. apprentice, so... I mean, I think there's no better, like, storytelling method than just to accept that the fact that kittens are competent Mm-hmm. And I think she's, like, she's not, like, just born when this is happening. This doesn't start with her death and then immediately go to her birth. It was, like, a which few is, days after her birth, though, wasn't it's like it? A, it was, it's like, like... Yeah, it's... And not not all animals are obviously as helpless as humans are. I can buy that Whoa, cats are, up. like, Back mildly up, competent. Back it up. What are you talking about, helpless? I'll have you know I can deadlift a... 400 pound dumbbell in my backyard. Oh, you could right do that now. as an infant? You could do that as a two day old infant? I could, in wow. fact, do that as a two day old But no, infant. we're talking about two day old infants. So, here. yeah, I guess that's a, a fair point. Animals are probably a little bit better about knowing what to do immediately after they're being born than humans are. I would say I uh-huh. still haven't quite figured out what I'm up to. You know? I, isn't that the mood? Aside but... from uh, <laughs> deadlifting 400 pound <laughs> dumbbells in my backyard. Um, so after, uh, Blue Fur is, sorry, after, that's a little bit of spoilers for this book. You guys are going to have to pretend not to have heard that. Um, so after Blue Kit does her, you know, walking around, uh, the camp kind of thing, um, Wind Clan shows up and they're like, hey, what's up? We're Wind Clan. We're, we're not stealing prey, but like everybody thinks that, that we are. Cause like they found a squirrel with some Wind Clan scent on it. Right? That was the, the whole instigating moment. It wasn't even Wind Clan scent on the squirrel. It was Wind Clan scent that was in the air around it. So there's Wind Clan scent vaguely in the area of this squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And Thunder Clan is like, this means war. Or rather, um, Blue, Blue Kit's like, racist uncle is like, this means war. <laughs> so Blue Kit's racist uncle. <laughs> that's what he is. So there's Goosefeather, who's like a medicine cat, and Goosefeather is all, he's got like a Cassandra thing going on, if you've ever read like the Helena Troy stories and stuff, where it's, you know, it's given out 
all kinds of prophecies that nobody really believes. But they decide to believe this prophecy. And so when Blue Paw is apprentice, they're like, all right, let's go to the Wind Clan and beat the heck out of them. And then they go to Wind Clan, and Wind Clan does not really do a good job of losing. Uh, the Thunder Clan cats do manage to destroy their supply of medicinal herbs, which, by the way, not a very like friendly move to make. I think that was a little bit of a war crime. Um, Thunder Clan commits war crimes. Thunder Clan does commit war crimes because in this book. of the way the hair was parted on a shrew. It's <laughs> something else, and uh, then they get their just desserts because Blue Paw's mom is killed. And it's, like, sad. And here's instance one of someone being punished for having children. Uh, so Blue Paw and the clan bring Moonflower, which is their mom, back to ThunderClan to grieve, to mourn, and to pity. Uh, Blue Paw's original mentor retires, and she is now mentored by Sunfall, the deputy. But she is, like, unable to overcome her grief. And so she starts being really moody towards everybody. And she gets upset that everybody else is, like, moving on with their lives. Including Snowpaw, her sister, who is, like, she's just, oh, my, the, her and Thistleclaw, they're just, like, constantly, like, making out. Or whatever the cat equivalent of making out is. It's really saucy, you guys. Sharing tongues. Sharing tongues is, like, the worst warrior cat's phrase, isn't it? <laughs> It's such a weird phrase. <laughs> I can uh, the first time I read these I reread these books as an adult, I had to like look twice because I was sharing tongues that cannot be what they're calling it, right? They're <laughs> they you know, the cats just are Frenching constantly. Yeah, they're they're Frenching. Um and so Blue Paw is like trying to make peace with her uh sort of I don't know, her her life. She decides that she needs to be a good warrior to honor her mom's memory. Uh, and she goes to a gathering and meets this River Clan cat called Crooked Paw. And Crooked Paw is like, he's he's nice and he's friendly. And Blue Paw's like, whoa, these River Clan cats aren't all that bad. And then Crooked Paw says something about his brother, whose name is Oakheart. Um, and he never shows up in the book ever again. Uh, God, so, <laughs> would that it's so simple. So River Clan leaves, and then there's a Sunning Rocks fiasco, which is just delightful. This entire book is basically just fighting over Sunning Rocks, uh, the musical. Um, and uh, Blue Paw is, yeah, I guess they go do Sunning Rocks for a little while. They become uh, warriors. Uh, Blue, Blue Fur, is, which is her name now. I hope you forgot that spoiler I dropped earlier. But Blue Fur uh, notices Pine Star meeting with a kitty pet by the two-leg place. Uh, and then also they go to the Moonstone later on. Um, and Bluefur's like, whoa, what's up with Pinestar? Because he seems really world-weary. Uh, and then after another few ro uh, months, there's more Sunning Rock stuff. Bluefur's finally gotten another cat to like her, and he's a warrior called Thrushpelt. Uh, and then Pinestar's mate Leopardfoot begins giving birth, and uh, Goosefeather is like, yo, that's going to be an evil kitten. And Pinestar is like distant as heck, because he, he doesn't care about the clan anymore. Uh, the kids are born, Bluefur has a reckoning with some food poisoning, and turns out, uh, Pinestar is leaving the clan, because he's like, he wants to be a kitty pet. Also, Thistleclaw becomes a warrior, because he fights a dog, but that's cool. With the, I also want to mention, with the um, Bluefur getting sick, two apprentices also get sick, and one of them dies from mm -hmm. this. This is another instance of someone being punished for being a mother. 
with their kit dying instead of them. Being a mother is against the warrior code. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> it's unethical and it should not be allowed. And Leopard, Leopardfoot also loses two of her children. That's right. And the third one is... is Tiger Kit. Uh, guess who he grows up to be? I, I know I sent you a picture when I was reading through this that was just a <laughs> screenshot super zoomed in of the word Tiger Kit with the caption, images that precede the rise of fascism. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's so like not subtle, which I love about these books. Like anytime they try to do something and say something subtly, they always have the narrator like talk about how fishy that thing was. It's it's always so ham-fisted. Like there is, there is no shades of gray in like anything like Thistleclaw does or uh, Tiger Kit does they, like, there's nothing it's they, all entirely black and white they afforded um Adderfang, which is thistleclaw's mentor they afforded him some nuance because he was like a good dad and that was he was like playing with his kittens and blue blue kit was always like man i wish stormtail played with me like that and then uh, Adderfang also goes on to be like you know a little bit of a a jerk head but you know he, and he, he trains thistleclaw so he's like He's a fascist grand mentor, but like also you can tell exactly how like the cycle of okay, a kit that wants to fight is giving a men given a mentor who wants to fight, and you can see how those ideals get magnified through mm-hmm. the generations. It's a feedback like, loop. Yeah, Adderfang's like he's he's got some nuance in him. Like he is definitely a bit more ready to fight than maybe he should be, mm-hmm. but. Like, he he understands when it's time to back off. Yeah. And then and when we get to Thistle Thistle Kit and then Thistle Paw, he's like, what's up? I don't want to. I'm going to be a fascist straight up. Or I'm going to. He's such a cop. That's my problem he's with him. He's a cop. He is such a freaking cop. Uh, and he, he's always, yeah, just, just being a real jerk. And I guess that's like. When we get Tiger Kit, who probably wasn't bad, like, initially, even though I guess Clan kind of made him out to be bad. Uh, he well, was, like... That's a free will thing. He was, like, Thistle Kit. Mm-hmm. He was, honestly, I think he was... He was more bossy, but less violent than Thistle Kit until he was um, encouraged to be more violent. Yeah, it was kind of We've gotten away from the plot summary. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, so, let's see. Snowfur has her kit. It's White Kit. White Storm, by the way. Good guy. Um, also, Blue Fur has met Oakheart for, I think, either the second or the first time. I'm, I remembered time. it being the first time. We both remembered it being the first time, but, like, it couldn't have been the first time because she does, like, constantly time. have this monologue in her head, and she keeps constantly referring back to Oakheart, so it was kind of difficult to tell. Um, but, yeah, she meets Oakheart for the first time. I feel like there may have been a deleted scene where she actually met Oakheart at another point in time, but that it got deleted and we never get to see it. And then the rest of the book wasn't edited so that this (laughs) would feel like their first meeting. Snowfur is like being a mom and stuff, and then Bluefur takes her out for a hunt, and then Bluefur tries to chase off some Shadow Clan cats, and Snowfur gets hit by a car. Um, Instance number. Yes, so somebody is once again punished for being a a mom. They uh, she fights with Thistleclaw a little bit over who gets custody of White Kit, Um, and uh, Thistleclaw. This is never resolved. This it's not. It's never resolved, really. Like threats are made from Thistleclaw's end, and Mm -hmm. Bluefur's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it anyway," internally, and then it's never resolved. Like he never makes good on that threat, even though it feels like he should. Yeah. 
Um, but they have a fight over whether they should attack a kitty pet near the border uh, after Tiger Paw does some damage to it. Uh, let's see, Bluefur rushes back. She uh, has a discussion with Goosefeather, her racist uncle, and she's like, oh, I gotta be the deputy because otherwise Thistleclaw is gonna be uh, a bad guy and he's gonna destroy ThunderClan and lead it into a police state. Um, an undisclosed amount of time later, White Storm is made warrior. Thistleclaw is still consolidating clout. Uh, Bluefur is thinking about Oakheart a whole bunch more, even though she still hasn't really met him since that one time. Um, she uh, just met this man once. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the clan is always like, hey, you gotta settle down with Thrushpelt, start a life of your own. And uh, Th Sunstar is like, hey, what's up? It's me, Sunstar. Uh, we need to take back Sunning Rocks. And then he takes like a river, uh, an envoy to River Clan. And uh, on the way, he meets, she meets Oakheart for the second time. And Oakheart is like, Babe, I can't keep you out of my mind. I can't stop thinking about you in that way that, you know, he's so <laughs> irresistible. So they decide to meet the next day at Four Trees, and it is kind of sweet. And uh, then Bluefur comes back and panics for the next several days and eventually realizes that she is pregante. Pregnant. Uh, she is pregnant. Um, so she panics even more because Tawny Spots, the current deputy, is on the way out, and Thistleclaw and Tigerclaw are on the way up. But she need, knows that she has to step up to the role of clan deputy. So she meets with Oakheart, and he is like, "Yo, I'd be happy to join Thunder Clan and be with the kids." And Bluefur is like, "No, because I gotta figure some stuff out." Uh, she has a premonition from Star Clan. She realizes that she has to give up Misty Kit, Stone Kit, and Moss Kit so she can become a deputy and prevent ThunderClan's slide into cat fascism. She does so, and along the way, uh, Moss Kit dies. Stone Kit and Misty Kit call after her. She pretends that the kits were taken by a fox. And it's an incredibly depressing chapter. It's so sad, like, honestly. Like, this is exceedingly depressing. Bluefur has had a terrible life this <laughs> so entire time. Sad. She's constantly dealing with the death of her loved ones. And, like, the way she processes it is that she takes a long time to process stuff and, mm -hmm. like, figure stuff out. And she never quite gets over it. And, and everybody like, in the clan is like, get over it. What, your mom has been dead for, like, two weeks. Come like, on. And... She's, it's very clear that she has a different way of processing it than everyone else in the clan, which is fine. Yeah. But, like, this keeps happening to her specifically <laughs> over like, and over again. At the point where uh, she finally gets the deputyship, Sunstar, like, goes up to her and he's like, yeah, you had, like, a really hard life. Sorry about that. <laughs> this sucks, actually. <laughs> it really sucks. So Bluefur Blue gets the uh, deputy ship. She achieves eudaimonia. She's finally happy, and she never has problems again. Just kidding. She's eventually crowned Blue Star. She's reunited with her loved ones and also Mumblefoot for some reason, very briefly. Um, and then, you know, years pass, Thundercrane grows when and shrinks. When you only know, like, eight cats in your life, That's you true. gotta get someone else to come in and be the ninth. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so ThunderClan becomes the state that it was in the beginning of Into the Wild. Blue Star spies Rusty playing on the fence in the woods and realizes to herself that the prophetic fire she was told about so many times was never really her. book and it's so freaking depressing it's such a depressing book <laughs> like you go in thinking oh cool cats i like blue star oh oh no oh so no. like 
this entire like at the beginning of the book, uh, Goosefeather, the racist prophecy uncle, um, goes and gives Blue for this uh, prophecy, and he's like, "You are like fire, but be careful, water shall destroy you." You know, and and like this the, whole time, you're thinking like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Blue. She's gonna be like a great." The she gets leader. this prophecy is because she's nearly crushed to death by a burning branch that saves her from a dog it's that's chasing after her. This man looks at this, <laughs> having fire save Blue Star, and be like, water's gonna kill you. I'm gonna give you anxiety for the rest of your life when we live on the River Clan border. Yeah, it's it's just like... Also, it's like really sad, because when you think about it, Blue Star's, like, she never was the fire. Like, this entire time, she was convinced that, like, she had to be the fire. And, like, honestly, her role in the clan, the only reason why she had to be made leader was because she would be the only candidate for leader that wouldn't immediately, like, run Fireheart out of the forest. Uh-huh. Like, that was it. She wasn't the fire. Somebody else was the I fire. Mean, and I was no, just so sad. Straight up, like, the prophecy isn't even, like what it is Goosefeather is wrong if you go back to the beginning of the book that that scene is paralleled in how mm-hmm. she dies she is saved from dogs yeah. by fireheart aka the Whoa, actual wait, fire I, actually, I didn't notice that oh man that's, that's wait, what was ha- this book like well she had, written huh <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't give it that much but that is what's happening and like you get with all of Goosefeather's prophecies, you get the fact that he's definitely interpreting something, but he's always interpreting the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, the shoe could very much be interpreted as uh, with the rising hostilities in ThunderClan directed towards WindClan from the, frankly, unnecessary uh, suspicion of WindClan cats mm-hmm. from the uh, squirrel incident. Yeah. Um, Which the squirrel was also left there. Like, what? Yeah. Um, why would they just leave it there? Um, anyway, you you get the sense that, like, that could be, okay, he interpreted the weird fur markings as WindClan will run over ThunderClan. This kind of happened when ThunderClan went and attacked WindClan. This could very much be, a, in, this was much more likely interpreted as, should have been interpreted as a sign that if you attack WindClan, it won't go well for you. Especially with the added, what's going on with the weather on the day of the attack. The weather's terrible. Mm-hmm. The weather's like, you want to stay inside all day, not go and attack WindClan. And like over and over again, it's like, don't do this. Don't do this. What Goosefeather is... I don't know if he's being influenced by clan sentiments or if he's like legitimately just thinks this is the best thing to do. But like, like over and over again, he's interpreting these signs that are probably actually signs because magic exists in this universe. Yeah. And he's interpreting them incorrectly. It's just all of it is just so tragic. I every like. There is apparently a novella about Goosefeather that probably tries to redeem him to some extent. And I, I think that might explain, that might like confirm your suspicion about Goosefeather's. Uh, he is definitely interpreting the right thing. But the wrong way. I kind of liked him in the beginning. Like, I liked the Goosefeather Stormtrail moon, Moonflower drama that was going on. I was like, man, are all medicine cats just like secretly queer comedians? Because like, I freaking love that. It was really nice. It reminded me of um, Cinderpaw and, and uh, Cinderheart and uh, Yellowfang. But then, uh-huh. you know, Goosefeather is like, hmm, according to this fur, I think that ThunderClan should go commit a war crime. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I no longer like you. 
I don't. Yeah. You, feather whisker is my new medicine cat. <laughs> Not my medicine cat. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking through the prologue again, and mm-hmm. I was slightly incorrect. It's more she saves Fireheart, but there's still it's still very much this her and this burning branch yeah, and dogs absolutely. and she ends up dying but you know and i think the reason that you think Oakheart is mentioned in the prologue he is mentioned and i think that's why you think this couldn't possibly be the first time he's she's meeting him the obligatory heterosexuality in these books is so real and so gosh dang strong it's ridiculous it is like the rhetoric of, oh, but wouldn't you be so... The the rhetoric that you're losing out on something if you do not have kids only ever repeated to a woman. It, it is, like, awful, isn't it's it? It's the most cishet thing I have seen in a long time. Yeah. I... The, the book... Honestly, um, the, the whole, like, themes around motherhood kind of hit me hard a little bit. Um... Mm-hmm. Personally, like, I haven't seen my mom since December of last year, uh, mm-hmm. and I probably won't get to see her until, like, summertime next year. So, like, mm-hmm. when I, like, I, it was just really sad to see all the, like, Duncan on mom. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Bluefur, you gonna have kids yet? Because I was like, well, that's, you know, I, first of all, I, the moonflower scene, like, made me actually cry, and I had to put the book down and call my mom mm-hmm. and say, like, hey, what's going on? Sweet Spencer. The moonflower scene was really messed up. But yeah, it, it, like, if you have any type of literary savvy, you know that Moonflower is going to die from, like, the chapter before the Wind Clan attack. Like, you notice, like, hmm, they sure are focusing a lot about the, you know, on Moonflower's scent and how tender and kind she is to being her kid, to her you kids. Also get, you also get the fact that, like, you can tell she's going to die because their father is so distant from them. Yeah. Because, like... Dude, Storm, they, Stormtail, Stormtail, man. like, does not... That's another thing. Stormtail is never... Like, he's slightly mocked for it, but he's never like, hey, why are you not taking care of your kids? While Bluefur later is regularly like, hey, why are you not taking care of your sister's Yeah, Adderfang is literally the the grand mentor to a cat fascist, and he's a better dad than Stormtail and Pinestar. And, like, mm-hmm. in some of these other books, they do say that, like, oh, the, the tomcat isn't expected to participate very much in, like, the, the re- kit-rearing process. But, like... That is, again... It is so BS. That is some of the most is, cishet thing I have heard in a long time. It's awful. Okay, I've searched the PDF. Oakheart, uh, the thing that I was thinking. So, um, Oakheart's first mention is uh, Crooked Paw saying, pointing him out at a gathering, and then Blue Paw goes to get a look at him. And then later on, she recognizes his pelt. And that's like the, yeah, and that's it. That's it. That is the entire buildup to... And the oh. next time he's mentioned is at the next gathering where Oakheart is growling about uh, ThunderClan keeping kitty pet friends. That's it. That's... that's Romance. It's true it love. It is such a mess. She, he, he just lives in her head rent-free. Though. Nothing about this is engaging in the slightest. It's, it's, she talks to him twice in a few months, and she's like, dang, I gotta have me some of this. The implied potential romance between Pinestar and Jake, the kitty pet that Blue <laughs> Paw meets, like, once. Because Pinestar keeps, like, regularly leaving throughout the books to presumably go and talk to kitty pets or go hang yeah. out with kitty pet stuff i 
the implied romance between Pine Star and Jake is genuinely more engaging than literally anything between Blue Fur and It's Oak compelling. Heart. Like, all we hear is Blue Fur talk about uh, Oak Heart and, like, every time she mentions or thinks about River Clan and Sunning Rocks, which is a lot because this book is basically Sunning Rocks the musical. Um, mm-hmm. She's always like, man, I sure hope Oak Heart and his brother Crooked Paw aren't there. I don't know if I'd be able to fight them. You know, the warrior code is so on and so forth. And, and it, that's like it. They're only ever mentioned... He's mentioned a lot, but for reasons that don't make any sense. He's mentioned a lot as in a, okay, I have to... In the kind of thematic sense of, okay, I have to figure out my loyalty to my clan and what that means for me. And that's a fair theme to develop. And I think that's done really well early in the book. And then it's immediately dropped off. Like, that's another thing that doesn't feel like it gets a resolution. Mm -hmm. Like, she has a lot of loyalty to her clan, but she never resolves the question of why... Why it deserves that loyalty. Why a clan deserves that loyalty. Why... The clan asks for that loyalty in the way that it does, and why the clans can't just get along. Mm-hmm. Because I think Pine Star leaving kind of closes any way she could have asked that question yeah. in her home environment and gotten a decent answer. It would have been really nice to like have her talk to Pine Star at some point and be like, "Hey, what is you know what does being in a clan mean to you?" So that she can understand i guess what the the wrong and right answers are from a perspective of somebody who's about to leave because she's she only ever talks to him once and yeah and And it is like on the way back from the moonstone and he has like a lot of he's he's so world weary that's like the idea and i'm pretty sure even at that point the idea was building in him that he's probably gonna leave because i'm pretty sure that's what he was talking to star clan about yeah um and she only gets that perspective. She doesn't get the build up to that perspective from him because I don't think he wants to talk about it. I think, again, I think Pine Star had Kits with Leopardfoot as a last ditch attempt to try to attach him to the clan mm-hmm. so that he would feel that he was involved and would be willing to die to spend his last life for the clan. And then so he could get into Star Clan. And I think that's it. And I think when he realizes that he doesn't have this attack, this goes back into the I think Pine Star is gay theory. Yeah, but, I, I agree um, with you. Um, and, the, uh, and the compulsory heterosexuality that exists in these books. It but, is. Um, it's so compact. Um, and Pine Star, she doesn't get all the buildup that came up to that perspective. She doesn't get... She has a little bit of those questions herself, but she's only ever told the end point by someone mm-hmm. who's very clearly distancing themselves and not the, okay, how did we get here? How could we do better? Yeah, like it, she's, I think by and large, like most of her experience, I would say within the, the with the format of the clans is coming from either her desire to have a life outside of it via Oakheart. Um, or, you know, within it, uh, the acts of Thistleclaw and Tigerclaw being rewarded by the clan's infrastructure mm-hmm. because, you know, they're warrior I think cats. Bluefur is a cat that could have changed a lot in the forest if she was given the right opportunity. But yeah. over and over again, the things happened that reinforced the way the warriors live as the only acceptable way of life. Yeah, it's really and depressing. Yeah, it's it's incredibly depressing <laughs> because her in her role goes from someone who could genuinely bring about change in how this all functions by 
someone being genuinely curious about other clans and not having that same burden, like, inherently, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, like, opinions of other clans that other cats seem to. Are, are to... you projecting a, like, United Clans endgame, too? Because, like, I'm, like, thinking that might happen <laughs> at some point. I mean, I don't know if that'll necessarily happen, but I do think that, like... She could have been the catalyst towards a lot more of what we see later in the book, which is the show off your big warriors and be like, we're changing the scent markers here. This is ours now. We Mm -hmm. will fight over it if we need to, but we don't want to fight over it if we don't have to. That's on you. Yeah, I really like that, actually. I thought we needed more of that. Especially since she saw that directly. I think if she was given more of a chance to explore the thoughts that she had when she was an apprentice... Yeah. And, like, was first meeting Crooked Paw and then saw that earlier in and was able to effectively block Thistleclaw and Tigerclaw and all their stuff. Absolutely. She could have, like, there could have been a genuine, things could be better here now <laughs> yeah. sort of mentality in the in the forest. And I think that would have been crazy interesting. I think this book is severely handicapped by the fact that it's a prequel. Okay, I have one more thought on this. Uh, because it's a prequel, we have to get to the forest as it is mm-hmm. when uh, Rusty first is, like, chilling out. Which ha- means that she has to go through all of this being beaten down over and over again. And I would really like to see a version of this book where she's allowed to actually explore who she could have been should the authors, should the errands have not like had to have beaten her down over and over again. Cause they have this such an interesting potential of a character. And then they realize like part of the way through, Oh no, we she's have to make smart. it. She's, she's too good. <laughs> we gave she's her too, too many smart. brain cells. She's too clever. She will figure this thing out, and we can't have that happen and still have this be canon. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see a rewrite of this that's, like, relatively the same. Obviously, the prequel would, the uh, prelude wouldn't be. But, like, the start, and then stuff actually starts changing, and she's maybe allowed to have something change, like, when she's... When she's an apprentice, and then like that blooms into bigger changes. Yeah, a little bit of age, and I think that'd be really interesting. <laughs> Just one iota of, of blue for having agency. I feel. Would be really I think nice. Blue Star deserves better than what she got. Absolutely. All right, that's going to be all the time that we have for this week. But remember, uh, each interview lasts two episodes so be sure to come on back so that you can listen into the fun rest of the discussion which i gotta warn you guys takes a turn towards the botany that's right we're going to be talking about trees and lichens and stuff it's so cool i'm really excited um in the meantime thank you so much for listening to four trees our warrior cats community podcast I've been your host, Spencer Grant. I would like to thank our guest, Silverleaf, for joining us for the last little while. You have been an absolute pleasure to have. Four Trees is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Drew's Hollow Studios here in Bristol. Our theme was composed and performed by Spencer Chopin-Clant and mixed by Alex Turner. Our graphics and 3D assets were designed by Spencer Diablo Grant, and our editor is Spencer Pagliacci-Granta. The uh, Warrior Cats series is written by Aaron Hunter and distributed by HarperCollins. Please support the official release. 
You can find us at the web at spencergrant.co.uk slash fortrees or at anchor.fm slash fortrees, or you can find our YouTube uploads with auto-generated subtitles and audio visualizations on my YouTube channel, Spencer Grant. And again, our podcast is available and will continue to be available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, and generally wherever you get your podcasts. I have been Spencer, you have been beautiful, and I love you so much, and uh, bye!